This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here we go. Hour 4, G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to talk Belichick coming up at 520. Uh, getting to the latest on that and kind of what the whispers that uh, we're hearing. Uh, so that should be an interesting conversation as we wait to see here over the next couple of two, three days, maybe a week, where the Cowboys might pivot. Are, are they thinking about doing something bold and drastic to change the course of this organization, or do they think that they should run it back? Would you run it back? Here's uh, Eric Chiafalo with an edition of Football's Finest. Cannot run it back. Cannot run it back. This uh, this should be a clean house situation. We'll see if that ends up being the case. Uh, now, we do have tomorrow at 7.20 during the expressway with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Uh, they have a bet for tonight's game, Eagles and Bucks. Lovely. If the Eagles win, then Bobby wins the bet, and Sean will have to consume uh, – or, no, excuse me, if the Eagles win, then Bobby will have to consume the uh, da bomb hot sauce – that we have sitting Ooh, in the oh, in the fridge. Walchuck and I did that uh, when we were in the nighttime. That that was that was brutal. Oh, it's bad. That was brutal. It wasn't little nitro gummy levels, uh, but it was extremely close. So, uh, hmm. or if the uh, if the Eagles lose and the Bucks win, then uh, then it will be it'll be Sean that'll be consuming that. So tomorrow at seven twenty, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, and hopefully, you know, hopefully Sean loses that bet because that means the Eagles lost and we can yes. at least take some solace in their misery as well. That's probably the biggest nightmare. If, like, the Eagles all of a sudden get this thing right, <laughs> they go on they a go run. On a freaking run. <laughs> We're sitting here like, oh, it happened again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I'm laughing to keep from crying hearing oh, you say that is, is making me really, really upset, uh, which is exactly the feeling I had during the entire duration of yesterday. 877-881-1053. What's the most embarrassing? play of the day for you uh from a uh from a front runner standpoint you know which, which was it the okay the musgrave one where he's just where i believe they had to go to some level of drone shot from the clouds <laughs> in order to show where any cowboy yeah. defender was yeah because yeah. we all assumed at one point that the cowboys didn't have anybody on the field i was looking around going oh they, they, this they're gonna call this back there was they weren't ready. The Cowboys were all on the sidelines or something. Yeah, yeah I stepped um, ball early. Oh, speaking of not case. being ready, that was very embarrassing when my, when uh, Mike had to burn the timeout. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah the substitution patterns. <sighs> and and and, uh, and in the ringer, they actually went uh, had a nice paragraph in their Cowboy sort of synopsis here, and they talk about just the lack of uh, detail uh, in in the coaching from McCarthy to Quinn. Uh, everybody's sort of getting called out here. Uh, but they talk about it's a season where Dallas dominated throwing the ball offensively. They were playing man uh, man coverage defensively throughout the year. They come out running the football, playing some zone. Love shreds Dallas uh, with the zone, uh, eight of ten for 135 yards. Now he ended up crushing them versus man coverage too. So nothing nothing about their defensive game plan actually worked yesterday. Uh, but it uh, it was one of many mistakes. I mean, at one point, Micah Parsons is dropping into coverage on a th- on a third and nine, yeah, which makes all of zero sense. 
Um, that, of course, led to a Packers conversion there. There was, uh, of course, Sam Williams running into the punt returner on what should have been a fair Gosh, catch. That draws the penalty. And then instead of it being a nine-yard uh, nine line start for the Packers, they get to start at the 24-yard line. Then you have the Musgrave uh, catching what is really like the game-sealing touchdown. He's as wide open as humanly possible. Uh, the Cowboys go ahead and shoot themselves in the foot in their comeback attempt with the two-point conversion penalty, which yeah. is supposed to be your most buttoned-up, surefire, guaranteed play, two-point conversion. Let's go ahead and do this thing. And then uh, they they fumble-fart that one away, just not being buttoned-up. Uh, and so they, they called him out for the detail stuff. And then something that I didn't even realize in real time, but so much of what the Packers did yesterday was after like timeouts and stoppages where LaFleur and the, and the Packers coaching staff have a second to sort of breathe here. What do we want to do? Okay, it's after a TV timeout into the first quarter. LaFleur draws up a 15-yard pass to Dubs, get you down to the one-yard line, and then boom, they punch it in on the very next play with Aaron Jones. Green Bay's fourth drive, LaFleur used a timeout to drop the 39-yard catch and run to Romeo Dobbs. McCarthy used a timeout later on the same drive. LaFleur drew up a third and seven touchdown pass to to Wicks. Uh, and then even on defense, the Packers jumped a Prescott throw to Lamb for the pick six after the two-minute warning. So four clock stoppages in the first half that went for two Packers touchdowns and set up a third plus the 39-yard gain. So it was like every time Green Bay's coaches had a second to breathe, they knew exactly how to attack you. They put a lot of attention to detail, I, I think, into figuring out how to beat Mike's team last year. Um, and as a result of it, I think they they know a lot of things about how to victimize the Cowboys. I'm gonna. I I, I am going to say it was very very unfortunate yeah. that you had to take on Green Bay. They were in the midst of crapping away their entire season last year, and you went up there and had a 28-14 lead, and they made you look like Swiss cheese in the second half, didn't they? they and did. t- yesterday was a continuation of that. It you know it's like six straight quarters that they've owned you, and I I, I just don't think it's a coincidence. I I I think you know the 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 Packers personnel, but also the coaching staff has a significant advantage. If I'm if I'm the Cowboys and I'm getting ready to play the Packers again, I, I guess I kind of like my chances, but we got to try things a lot different and assume we know nothing about beating this team because we don't. No, Matt Lafleur uh, apparently has had like revenge that he wants to get on Dan Quinn because Quinn passed up the opportunity to elevate him to offense coordinator when Shanahan left to San Francisco. See? He hired Steve Sarkeesian instead. Yeah, and then that's the kind of stuff Tennessee. that keeps you up at night. Like Alec Medford, mm-hmm. Alec Medford's going to stay up at nights, you know, seething with what Peyton Russell said. And it's those kind of motivations that allow individuals to do great things. You know, I, I, I think uh, Alec Medford's the greatest rising star now that Peyton Russell did that to him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah little, That's little. his origin story right there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He'll start wearing a mask around his joint. Yeah. He got a little Boyd. Yeah. I, I saw this TikTok earlier, this dude, he was like, they used to call me Twig Arms. And they showed a video of him in high school. It was pathetic how skinny his arms were. And now he's freaking yoked. Yep. said that that's been burning in my mind for 20 years. Look at me now. And he's a monster. Yep, I, I see it all the time on the Jenny Jones show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So some people From have geek that. to freak. You yep. take that. You, some people can take that and use it as fuel. Yep. And I think those are the best of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this from our guy, John Owning. On plays with motion, the Cowboys defense posted the third worst success rate among all defenses this season. Uh, I mean, for, for as as awesome as Dan Quinn has done over the course of his tenure here, that is extremely damning uh, because when you're going up against the best offenses in the league now, that's what you're going up against. 
Yeah. And when he goes up against a Shanahan or a LaFleur or a McDaniel, any one of these new age offenses, you, he, I mean, the Cowboys are 0-6, and you see them get crushed quite a bit. And, and, the, and just how lost everyone looked defensively yesterday was absolutely maddening. Uh, and the personnel groupings, and, and maybe that's just it was what it was, your roster. You don't have big enough players. But, I mean, my gosh, dude, they're running heavy personnel at you. And the thing that was annoying to me the most, too, is it's not even like – so they're running the heavy personnel, and you're like, okay, I guess that means we're just going to – we're going to give them the run here. But you would like to think that with the the – the defense that Dan Quinn was rolling out with all these DBs on the field versus heavy packages, okay, you're going to give up the run, but you're going to be locking down on any type of passing plays. Yeah, like you've got guys to cover those tight ends. And that was absolutely not the case. No. It was just that we're going to let them run on us, and then we're also going to allow them to throw it all over the yard. Jordan Love's going to look perfect. A 99 QBR. A 99 QBR. He gave his team a 99% chance to win. And he was good even when you pressured him. I mean, Jordan Love was absolutely dealing yesterday. He got plenty of help from his rushing attack, plenty of help from the sideline with his coach dialing it up. But he's under pressure on seven of his on, on seven of his attempts. He completes five of them for over 150 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so, I mean, some of the throws that he was making, whether it was wide open dudes in zone, okay, or there's plenty of times man coverage. Hey, Deron Blaine, you, you kind of got decent coverage here. This is just a better throw. Stephon Gilmore, sorry, you're you're kind of right there in his hip pocket. Doesn't matter. I'm Jordan Love. I'll throw it off my back foot fadeaway style, and I'm going to put it right where it needs to be. That's a touchdown. We're up 20 to nothing. And yeah, the uh, difference in his accuracy from beginning of the season to this point is pretty amazing, you know, with his ability to just stick it right on there. Like, I know a lot of the Cowboys wide receivers yesterday were covered. I think a big part of the difference is other quarterbacks can be like, oh, you're covered. I'm just going to fire it right into his shoulder pad right there. He's, he, he's going to yeah. get the ball before anybody realizes it's out of my hand. The ball placement, no doubt. And then yeah. the third touchdown pass he had, he, he changes the launch angle. Like, the, yeah. the, where his arm was and where he threw that ball was just special, right? Stafford had, a, Staff, Stafford had a no-look yesterday that might be the greatest no-look pass I've ever seen. Stafford was unreal Stafford last was night. Amazing yeah. at the no-look, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the Packers, so I saw this. I know Sean was asking about it this morning, like just the, the separation. How much separation were the wide receivers for the Cowboys or the, for the front runners getting and how, many okay. wider, how, many, how much separation were the Packers getting? And the league average separation is just under three yards, 2.95 yards. Romeo Dubs... His average separation was over five yards. So two two yards, over two yards above the, the league average of separation. Of course, Musgrave, uh, I'm sure it's a little bit skewed with the huge touchdown play that he had, but he was almost 10 yards of separation on the day. And one of those plays was, I couldn't for the life of me understand, I think is in the first half of the game, it's a third and four. Musgrave, the tight end, is lined up out on the boundary as a wide receiver. It is third and four. Deron Bland, a corner, is lined up on the tight end. And Deron Bland is lining up eight or nine yards off of the player. Yes. Which made for the easiest, hey, guess what? Jordan Love, all I'm going to have to do is the tight end here. I'm going to just go to four yards, the first down, and I'm going to turn around. And guess what? I'm going to be wide open. It'll be the easiest first down you've ever converted. Because for some reason, Dan Quinn and these DBs decided that when they had their starting corner on the boundary versus a tight end on third and four, they felt the need to be nine yards off the player. I mean yeah. that's that's a that's a game plan problem. That's a your coach is bleeping you problem. 
I think so, I saw Blaine gave up 137 yards yesterday. Yeah, and that's a player problem, and that's your players bleeping you, and you got bleeped by everybody yesterday. Your players sucked, and your coaches sucked, and I, I don't know how many of them actually should be returning. All of your free agents, when we do the old yeller, they should all be gone. Don't need to see you anymore. Dan Quinn, please go get, go get the job in Seattle. Tyron, yeah, I watched Tyron give up two sacks yesterday. Tyron Smith, what, what did you do to help? I don't know. Dak Prescott, maybe he's holding on to the ball a little bit. He either doesn't see anybody open or he's he just is gun shy. And, oh, and there's times where Dak's rolling out of the pocket and you're just like, do something here. Take off and run. Throw it away. It's third down. This is a pretty big play here. And Dak is just going to allow the defender to just run right and just and just go ahead and tackle him he does and sack him away. for a nine-yard loss. He, he's, he refuses he, he to refu- throw the ball he away. He never does. That's the one thing about Dak. Like, Dak will not just throw the ball away and live to fight another down. The, the sack that he took to make it fourth and 11, uh, it was just now that's the play out, I'm talking about. Yeah, yes. Now you're out of field goal range. Okay, I would you, argue you're not there. And, and you can't even go for it, though. You know, you're, you're in fringe territory. You are. And with Aubrey, we've seen him bang home like 60 yarders, so maybe you have that conversation. But at least if you want to go for it, it's a fourth and reasonable to where you can do it. Now it's fourth and 11. We're not. We're kicking the putt team. One of the worst plays of the day for Dak. It was terrible. You can't take a sack there. I will say you do have, you're down 14 nothing. You have a kicker who's banged home 60 yarders. I mean, why wouldn't you give him the chance at the 58-yard field goal? You're down 14 nothing. Yeah, like get, get some points here. So that's something that you could question McCarthy for, I guess. Now, we talk about the separation that the Packers receivers had. The Cowboys receivers, again, league average is just under three yards. 2.95 yards is average wide receiver separation in the NFL. CeeDee Lamb was slightly below that, 2.93. Jake Ferguson was slightly below that at 2.1. And Brandon Cooks was a good old-fashioned bagel, zero yards average separation. So wow. your wide receivers did not help you yesterday. I would argue your your play design, design didn't help yeah. you either to help get these Both. dudes uh, the easy button opportunities here, get these dudes open. Uh, and then your quarterback was inaccurate and, and just mm-hmm. not good. And it looked like he was he he was looking into a sea of fifteen defenders, and and it was it was extremely brutal and annoying to watch. I mean, I think his best throw of the day was that in breaking route to Gallup, and boy, yeah. he had to thread the hell out of that, that needle. You know, there, there weren't a lot, of, a lot of great opportunities for him. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how much they approach. And I mean, nobody played well yesterday. Nobody coached well yesterday, but this team did good things, you know, and Tyron Smith was a second team all pro, you know, oh, you don't want to throw the baby the out with the bathwater. You don't want to start a total rebuild after this. Do you? I Chief? mean, can you rely on Tyron Smith to be healthy next year like he was this year? I don't think so. Well, Absolutely not. I mean, OK, so the projected salary for him is one year and ten million dollars. If that was all it took to retain him, sure. What's the what's the succession plan? Are you willing to kick Tyron, Tyler Smith out when when Tyron's yeah. injured? You know, there's plenty to discuss there. But I mean, everybody was bad yesterday. From top, I mean, it was just everybody was bad. Both sides of the ball, and the defense was putrid. Yeah. But and, and some folks are sort of alluding to the fact. On Twitter, I'm seeing it a ton. Like, man, the, the the offense started to get going there in the second half, and the no. defense just never gave him a chance. Like, dude, give me a break. The offense never got going. At no point did you feel like, okay, this is what I'm used to seeing from this this year's Cowboys offense. Yeah. At no point, everything in the second half was a defense that was playing with a huge lead, allowing you to throw the ball at the line of scrimmage or four yards down the field. Yeah, cool, man. Dak, you, stats. We'll give you all the five-yard uh, receptions to CD Lamb that you want. No one really cares here. At no point did your offense get going. It sucked for four quarters, and your defense was terrible as well. 
McCarthy should not be returning. Dan Quinn should not be returning. Dak Prescott, because of the status of his contract and his one year remaining, probably has to return. But in no way should you or would you ever have confidence in him in a playoff game, a big game. So that that's it. It's unfortunate. But you, you have got to do something here. Is it Belichick? I'd probably rather go get. Can I get Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions? Can I go get this Bobby Slowick fella who knows what he's doing with offenses in, in Houston right now with the Texans? I can't in a, in a million years imagine Jerry would actually do that. No. So at least do the next best thing and go get Bill Belichick. But do not run McCarthy and Dan Quinn back out here. Or a Rabel or a Harbaugh. So we're out on, on Dan Quinn. Yes. As the head coach. Absolutely. No more. And you know what sucks is... Uh, 40 million viewers watched that ass whooping yesterday. I mean, I, I, I love having Dan Quinn here. I, I think, you know, his history with helping this offense troubleshoot with bringing in Kyle Shanahan, I wouldn't mind it at all if, you know, Dan Quinn had a shot to do this. I, I think you're limited uh, a lot, especially on defense, to the quality of the personnel that the, the front office gives you. You have no linebackers. You know, of course you can't stop the run. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think, though, against the elite teams, and we're seeing it, you know, if you're going to play against Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or some of these teams that run the high motion. They did well. They did well last two games against the 49ers his, in the playoffs. They did the last two yeah. games in the playoffs. Still yeah. still lost. Yeah, this but, last one was a disaster. But the most recent one, I mean, his numbers against the teams with motion, and he doesn't seem to have a, any answer for that. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be hard to hire him after that game. Yeah, and the hypothetical that the offense was just your issue and you lose the game and your defense gave you every chance but your offense sucked, okay, McCarthy's definitely got to go, and maybe Dan Quinn could be that guy. Yeah. That was not the case. No, the offense was terrible, and they played a huge role in um, the Packers being able to score 27 points in the first half. You know, yeah, That wasn't yes. all on the defense. There was a pick six, there was another turnover, and there is – you holding the ball for three or four minutes and then punting. You're giving your defense no chance at all to get stops. Is, you know, what what'd you run in the first first quarter? Like eight plays? You know, it was it was in, zero passing yards. In the Lamb game. didn't have his wow. first reception until the two minute warning. Yeah, yeah, that that was really tough. And and I I'm I'm here for uh, looking at the defense as well. But yeah, if I had to choose right now, do I want Mike McCarthy or do or do I want Dan Quinn? I'm still of the mind that. I think either one of those guys can be part of a good coaching staff. You know, um, what they did this year, evolving, troubleshooting, you know, having having success. I, I think if you have a front office that's committed to actually improving the roster, I, I think next year could be really good. Um, but I, I imagine they're going to look at it like, hey, let's draft our balls off and, and find three guys that are going to make the all-rookie team, two of them pro bowlers, and we'll be in this thing. Hey, the expressway, there's odds for next Cowboys coach if it's not McCarthy. Who would you like to see? And what if Belichick is realistic? We'll uh, kick that around next. It's the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Apparently, I misspoke there. It's time to hit the expressway. We'll take you commercial-free to the top. The 254 says, uh, uh, Gavin wants to bring everybody back, run it back, no problems. Wow, what a head-in-the-sand perennial loser take. I just, I mean, to clarify, I just, I just want the team to um, add good players to what they have, and maybe let some old guys go. You know, maybe Tyron Smith is one of those old guys that let you go, that you that you decide to let go. But um, you know, I think either one of the coaches could win with a team that is built for it. The Cowboys built a team that amounted to an average offense and a, a and a defense that was really good in some parts of it. But you know you're mad. You're mad at the coaches for for the front office not doing a good enough job adding players. That's what this is. Is they beat the Giants in Jets and everybody got fired up like, oh my goodness, this team is so amazing. And then we watched for about two months them continue to put out game tape that screamed, hey, this team actually isn't that good. And you treated those losses like they were just you know, the, the one-offs. They, they really didn't inform you on how good the team was, so you never really conceptualized how bad the roster was, okay? You're a true believer, okay? And, and, and bless you, you know? You're probably under 35 or 40 years old. You haven't experienced enough football in your life to know when you're getting taken for a ride. Um, you know, I, I, I suppose you're probably, you know, not that experienced in football, maybe, maybe pretty good at video games, so that gives you, like, some scheme knowledge, but you just haven't played it or seen it enough to recognize when a team just flat out is not good enough to go do it. So when they lose, you got to reach for something because you believe they were good enough, right? So when they lose, you're like, oh, it's the coach. It's this. It's that. It's a ref. No, they're just not good enough, right? So that is why when you text in, oh, you want to bring everybody back. Yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing most of the people back and then adding like four good players, you know? Uh, you need you need a real wide receiver. You need another corner. You know you need a, well, another wide receiver opposite CD Lamb that can actually get open. And you need a running game. And I don't know if that's a a, a running back in the second round or in free agency. You need a real center. <laughs> you know, you need real linebackers. Holy crap! This yeah. team is full of holes. Yeah. And so yes, I don't want to let a lot of people go because the Cowboys need all of the good players they have plus another three or four if they want to win the championship. And then I'll be like, hey, there's a team that stacks up on paper with the Ravens and the 49ers, and then they'll be in a position to get there. You know, and and, and I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of you out there that really believe, and you're mad at me today, but guess what? I was right. If you want to tear my ass up on the text and on Twitter like you did for a lot of this season, for the love of God, and everything that is holy, when I am eventually proven right, can just one of you, well, actually, I, I shouldn't say that, can a few more of you, because one, one gentleman actually did last night on the Twitter, I say, Gavin, I was mad at you all year long, but you ended up being right. Can more of you actually acknowledge that on the truckwreck.com fan text? Can I get one of these YouTubers 
that like seven weeks ago did hours of streaming talking about how I lack credibility and you were wondering how I could even be on the air on the home of the Cowboys because I said, I still don't believe after the fifth win in a row. That's what you YouTubers did. Kindly, please kiss my ass and apologize to me with your very next breath. And then I might consider you a tertiary piece of the Cowboys media. Okay, I might actually consider you to be somewhat relevant because you could actually acknowledge and be held accountable. How wrong you were, how wrong you were when you said Gavin Dawson's takes lack relevance. Okay, that's how wrong you were, because I looked at this football team and I know what you're going to say. Oh, well, you know, it was this scheme and this play and you don't even know how to break down tape, do you? You're just giving normie takes. Well, F you, because my normie takes of just watching football for the 47 years I've been on this planet, kick your film watching takes ass nine times out of 10. And I just proved it again. Okay, so you can try to go impress the team and impress people on social media and try to be friends with the players by pretending they're really good again next year. Have fun with that. I'll be telling the truth. Okay, and I'll tell you what. There's a lot of mofos out here that don't pipe up when you children start talking about this football team. Okay, because they they know for a fact you can't handle it. They don't want to argue. Okay. They're probably well over 40, maybe into their 50s. And they just, you know, you see them at the water cooler at work. Maybe you're talking to them on CB while you're driving a truck. And in your young mind, you're like, oh, yeah, this is the Cowboys year. You're a hater, old man. Why don't you get it? And he's like, yep, seen it, been there, done that. Understand when I see a championship team. We could talk about what it takes to win a championship. Signs of when this team is actually going to be for real. They can run the ball. They can stop the run. They don't get their ass kicked once a month during the regular season. These are signs screaming for a team that's not going to win January football. Okay. And I got I, I, I to put up with this every time I go on Twitter. People acting like they know everything because they got a subscription to uh, NFL film. And they watch the All-22. And then they get some, you know, half-cocked opinions. You don't know what the team's trying to do. Okay, so then another guy really studies it hard for a couple of years. He's like, man, now I, re- now I really know what's going on here, and I can bring up my iPad here and draw all these plays and put the fancy lines on the screen. You can work all of that. You can dedicate your entire life to your YouTube show and talking crap on Internet and, and still not know midway through this season that this team had no chance of reaching the Super Bowl. And you're, you're going you're gonna to come after me. Right? That's awesome, bro. Hold this L. That's all I got for you on that. Hold all this time. massive freaking L. And you know what? This isn't a day for I told you so's. It should not be. But when you piss me off like that, dude, that is going to be something that I'm going to remember. And I'm coming for you. You know, when, when this thing plays out once again. This has been happening throughout my broadcast career. Why? Because it is so easy. The easiest thing to do is counter-trade the hometown's homerish sentiment. It is the easiest thing to do, right? I'm going to get a humongous reaction because the echo chamber has convinced you that the team is this, okay? So I know I can shock you by saying, actually, that's wrong. And I know I have a better than 50-50 chance of being proven right as this season plays out because it is the echo chamber that has convinced you. And then when these things play out, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to hold my hands up and say, hey, 
Where are the apologies? Where are the, oh, my bad, Gavin? You know, maybe I should have had respect for the 25 years you've been putting into sports broadcasting and the, you know, the, the daily grinding you do. You know, maybe, maybe I got a little bit too overconfident in my takes because all these people on my YouTube channel were, you know, blowing me up for how awesome I am breaking tape and coming up with these explanations for why this is happening or why this is happening. Why could you do all of that but not know this team was dead man walking five, six weeks ago? Okay. Now, coaching talk. Where do we go from here? All right. How about that? This team needs a savior. Okay. Is Bill Belichick that guy? He's sitting here at one to two on the sports book odds. Yeah. If the Cowboys don't bring Mike McCarthy back, Bill Belichick's your favorite, followed by Mike Vrabel and then Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator down there in Houston, Brian. Would you rather have the guy at uh, Houston or the guy at Detroit if you're going young guy, Ben Johnson? Detroit. But that's tough. They're both good. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily know enough about either one to split the hairs on them, but I know that those would be the two guys at the top of my list that if I'm Jerry Jones, I would want to get in front of and figure out what the heck you guys got going on here. So we got to talk to those guys if we make this thing, right? We got we to gotta talk to them? I mean, we would. We would love to talk with them. The, yeah. I don't think that Jerry ever would. If Jerry's no, I, going to make a move, I think that Jerry will only do it for the splash name. Those are not splash names. Yeah, they're, he, Jerry's doing this for pretty much one in one name only, and that's Bill Belichick. Otherwise, if Bill Belichick wasn't available, I think it would be status quo and McCarthy remains, would Dak you remains. Consider, and, would you consider Vrabel over McCarthy? I would. I would, I yeah. think they need a culture is that, or is change. That a, and Mike Vrabel is a disciplinarian hard ass that would come in here and, and do a little bit of that. I don't need a yes man players coach here anymore. But does that get you, does that get you our guy that from Atlanta that used to be the head coach? Arthur as, Smith is the your, OC. As your OC. See, that's something that you're going to have to discuss, with, especially if you're hiring a defensive coach. That's Who is I'm your saying. offensive coordinator? I, if, I'm even talking to Bill Belichick here. you, you got to assure me, I – I think Bill Belichick understands he can't bring the band with him of all those guys that, you know, I don't think he can do that. Uh, the the Joe judges and the, I don't think he can no, do that. No, but I, and, and it's, he's going to, he's going to have to get a staff together. I, the most important thing with the Bill Belichick hire, I've got to try and figure out, okay, who's your OC? Amen, right. dude. I'm with That's, you on that. And, and if I don't like your OC, I'm not hiring you. Agreed. I don't want Josh McDaniels. I don't yeah. want to see the butt chin of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see Fat Patricia. I don't want to see Joe Judge. I don't want to see a single guy that you, Bill Belichick, have been running out offensively that all worked for you when you had Tom Brady, that all worked for you in a different day and age of football. You need to get one of these young stud offensive coordinators that is actually presenting challenges uh, so go get somebody off of the Shanahan tree and, or the McVay tree, whatever, and get him in there and rock and roll. But I, I, I don't want to see Josh McDaniels. Let me ask you this, Chief. If you would go out and find another really good corner and two really good full-size linebackers, you plug them into this defense. With Belichick, you might have the best defense in the NFL at that point. Would that be good enough that average offense could win you the Super Bowl? I I still I still think you need to have above average offense. I need to know that you're bringing a top ten offense to the table. Unless yeah. unless I mean unless this defense is historically great, but even the best defense in the NFL at times, you know, I mean, name that defense. Baltimore, really really dang good defense. I watched Stafford and company go in there and drop thirty plus on you. 
You know, like, it, okay, so yeah, to have a consistently all-world championship backbone of your team, we can carry an average offense to the Super Bowl, you're talking about a ridiculous level of defensive dominance that I don't even think is quite possible even with Bill Belichick. Basic wanted me to ask you guys if Cliff Kingsbury could work with Bill Belichick. So Cliff is already being rumored to possibly be the Raiders' offensive coordinator if indeed they hire Antonio Pierce. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure their relationship. I mean, McDaniels is the guy that's always linked to him. And I'm not going to just write off McDaniels. He might not be the guy, but he did lead Mac Jones to his only good season, and they made the playoffs his rookie year. Like, McDaniels might be an OKOC. He's an absolute dumpster fire, terrible head coach. Yeah. But as an offensive mind, like, McDaniels might not be terrible. Well, he seems like an absolute dumpster fire of a human being. Yes. Like, nobody seems yeah. to like him. I, I, I want nothing to do with Josh McDaniels, and that would be a deal breaker for me. It, it, like, as much as I would like to see Belichick here, and first and foremost, I don't want to see McCarthy. Okay, now now we're playing in McCarthy's not here. Cool. Now the difference in Bill Belichick and not Bill Belichick is what are you doing offensively? Right. I want to know, Bill Belichick, that you are actually looking into the future of offense and not dipping into your bag of past that yeah. has been a bunch of ass outside of Brady. The thing about Belichick is, yes, he did all the winning with Brady, but he's consistently had good defenses. I know he's going to bring in yeah. culture, whatever. He's going to be buttoned up, detail-oriented. Mm. He's going to capitalize on loopholes, and his defense is going to be badass. I don't know about his offense. Yeah, and that's fair. I, I just think with Belichick's defense, you have a huge opportunity. And with this offense, you should be able to hold at least average, even if you just stick with Schottenheimer. You know, I, yeah. I, I think the upside with Belichick, that yeah. you're bringing in the greatest like yeah. mad scientist who's inspired and motivated now to catch Brady, to win another championship. Mm-hmm. I think you'll get the absolute best out of Belichick. And, and Brian, we'll have to see, but... If 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 I'm to read this correctly, I think Bill would be willing to make the concessions the Cowboys would need. I think so. You know, I think, yeah, so. I think so too. From think, a personnel standpoint, I think he's yeah. at yeah. I think he's at that point now where it wouldn't be something where he's got to have control I, over personnel. I just believe that Bill Belichick knows that he can't if he gets this job. It's not bring all the guys with him. I think he's going to have to, and maybe yeah. this is where Bill Belichick all of a sudden the respect that he has around the league and the, as much as he studies the game. Maybe there's some coordinator out there, some coach or some scheme that gives him trouble, and he's like, well, if I ever had a chance, I'd go get this guy, you know, that he would have a guy in mind, you know, that, that won't be. But you know, we've seen, like, you know, that, that's, that's my fear of, you know, I, I, if he, to me it's going to be about who his coordinator is. I'm not, I'm not going to hire him if I don't feel the coordinator's the right one. I'm just not, 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 not the, not the situation, you know, with Dak and all that. I'm just not. So there is yep. a relationship with Cliff and Bill in 2003 when played Cliff for came him. out. He did play for him for a season. He actually drafted him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Caleb Williams has entered the draft, uh, and the Pats have offered Belichick's sons a chance to stay in New England. Oh, the tongue, the tongue guy. He's always got his tongue out. Steve? Yeah, Steve. Steve? Yeah. Steve's an interesting-looking dude. Yeah. Bills lead the Steelers. It is 21-10 halfway through the uh, third quarter there in Buffalo. And then we'll have uh, the next playoff game here, Philly and Tampa, coming up at 7-15. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Lucius Alexander in L.A. Live. Yeah, it's a stormy Monday for the Cowboys fans. We'll get into it right after the great Rick James, y'all. <laughs> Well, all right, 
And the truth is, I think Martin Luther King would agree with me if he were alive today, that if African Americans had been given the right to keep and bear arms from day one of, of the country's founding, perhaps slavery might not have been a chapter in our history. And and I, I believe I wholeheartedly that, is, that it's essential um, to liberty. Maria, I, I know I, Maria's I know. itching to comment. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, anybody can make these mistakes on this day. Happy MLK Day. This poster has a lot of people shaking their heads in disgust. It shows Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wearing a gold chain promoting a party called Freedom to Twerk. It was supposed to take place at this club, but it's been canceled. The owner says he's disgusted and there'll be no twerking here. <laughs> I felt like it was disgraceful. And this is not how you're supposed to celebrate Dr. King. You don't have to twerk and, and uh, use one of our fallen giants depiction in order to make money. That's right. And don't use him to push your agenda. You hear what I'm saying? If you don't know anything about MLK, if you on surface level or just one quote, you probably shouldn't say anything. You should probably go to a PBS documentary and learn something. I say that respectfully. I do. I promise you I do. This is LA Live for Monday, January 5th, 2024. Like I said, for the Cowboys fans, it's what you call a stormy Monday. Yes, it is. Uh, I must confess, though, fellas, has your day been cathartic, by the way? Or is it more of like a labor of love expressing what's going on with the Cowboys? Cathartic for me. Cathartic. Yeah. Dawson, you just had a cathartic moment. I shouldn't even have to Therapeutic. Ask you got that one off. Pause. You got that one off, dog. Will Chuck, yeah. how you doing? Because you had a rough day yesterday. Mm. I was listening to you guys on the yeah. post-game show yeah. on my way home. Um, yeah, it's it's still not good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's us, getting a little better. How about you, Broadus? Uh, the fan text and everything have been saying that you look shell shocked, and I say that with uh, no, I'm just regard. it's my job. Now, now, it, now it turns into your job, is what it is. You got it. You got a labor of love. Labor of love. A you got to do the love. autopsy. You know. Yeah. You got to find out the cause of death. You're right. And then move on. I'm glad you're being honest about that, sir. Yeah. yeah I must confess, I haven't been a Cowboys fan since 2016, but I do want to see the Cowboys win. I do. It's good for business, y'all. Great for business. It's 100. Yeah, Facts. it's good for business. Yep. And I know everybody has smoke for Dak and Coach McCarthy, but let's not leave out Dan Quinn. Yeah. Please. That defense was Swiss cheese, fam. Yeah. You could have crawled through them holes that they had made for those people. And, uh, and I know he's on a job search right now, and I'm pretty sure teams are asking him, Hey, man, so uh, what happened out there against Green Bay? Yeah, exactly. Dan, your defense look like crap, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> Can you explain that to us? Yeah. We got the contract right here ready for you. It was out, the ink is not even dry yet, but I just got to know what happened out there against Green Bay, buddy. I don't want that to happen to my squad. <laughs> Did Dan Quinn just become the what not to do interview that we were discussing <laughs> yeah. with Brian Johnson? Just, I feel so bad for him, really, though. He got exposed. But, I, you know, after everybody's been breaking this down, sounds like the same problems that the defense have had all year. Yes. It just finally came to the surface. Yeah, they, 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 they tried really hard to make up for the lack of linebackers and the safety play and all that. They just didn't have enough. They didn't uh-huh. And then when they make mistakes, it gets even worse. Those mistakes were awful. I mean, there were yeah. receivers yeah. butt naked out there in yeah. the field. You're not supposed to be that open no. in the NFL. No. It's not supposed to happen. I, I kept asking myself, is, is it Wednesday right now? All these <laughs> butt naked folks running <laughs> around? Butt naked, bro. <sighs> 
Hey, G-Bag of the Day, we do it every weekday on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there on social media, you see it on TV, hear it in the game, whatever it may be, don't be afraid to hit me up, Lucky Lucius P.O. social media, Lucius Alexander on Facebook, or you can follow every last one of us if you take your behind to Twitter, G-Bag Nation, and we're all right there in that bio, I believe. Our winner... Man, when I seen this go down, I was like, this is what the Cowboys need. Too bad it's not being piped in that locker room right now because I don't know if Coach McCarthy is giving that type of energy. This is Jimmy Johnson, halftime. But I'll just say this. Every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. Man was spitting and everything he on television. Spitting. He sure That's was. That's real passion right there. That yeah. wasn't for TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even Strahan was ready to run through a wall for him. You see the fire in his eyes. You could. Did, did, was that a separate like pep talk they did for the Cowboys telecast? Wasn't it weird? Like, If you're a Packers fan, you're like, what the hell is going on? Was halftime just a pep talk for the Cowboys? Yeah. I mean, but you got like, a legendary coach right there. Of yeah, the I just got ring on. You know, that wasn't weird to you guys at all. You're just used to it. I'm not a for. Packers fan. They're tuning in to watch the Cowboys either lose or win. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Packers were laughing at Jimmy because they, <laughs> they were getting their were. ass kicked so bad that he had to go on TV and make a speech. Yeah, they're probably yeah. like, yeah, whatever, Jimmy. <laughs> it was thirty seconds. Yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but it was cool. I feel what you're saying though. I don't like seeing Little Wayne in Packers gear. You from Louisiana, oh, bro? There's a yeah. whole squad down there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got some reaction. Cowboys wild card reactions for you because after Uh-oh. the game, first thing I did was run to Instagram. Yep, I'm a thotty. I went to the gram. I'm a thotty. I went straight to the gram to get the reactions. I always get Bubba Dub's reaction. Got to. This was even. This was at halftime. The game wasn't even over with. My man was crying. It looks sad. He was spitting on the camera, too. And, you know, he had to set up the camera. It's on a tripod yeah. or something. Yeah. And he's <laughs> just listening to this fool. We sorry, sorry, sorry. That ain't the devil. Who was the receiver for Green Bay? I ain't never heard of them. They ain't dropping nothing. Michael Borson, where you at? You on that podcast every week, but where you at right now? I thought Aaron Rodgers played for the Jets. Wait, Jordan Love, looking. <laughs> That got five yard passing, y'all. Fine. Mike McCoy, you sorry, you sorry, you sorry. Cowboy look unprepared. Prepared. What y'all do the whole week? Did you take him to Rudy Chicken like an ass? No, you didn't. They're going to fix his second half. Yeah. Sorry, Dub. They did not fix the second they didn't half. They fix the second half. And clearly, they did not go to Rudy's and get fired up on some uh, Dallas chicken right there. Have their blood pressure pumping hard. Yeah. All that seasoning that Rudy's puts on there. Sad, sad situation, but I kept scrolling. Kept scrolling. Then I seen Country Wayne. Now, Country Wayne, last year, I played Country Wayne videos because he likes Cowboys. He's a comedian. He talks about the Cowboys a lot. But this year, he didn't post anything. Hmm. He didn't post anything until the Cowboys lost. And I guess. What's going on, Country Wayne? He'll tell you. You know. Oh, he has a call to action, too. Yeah. He got a call to action right here if you catch it. You know what? I'm not even going to give this my energy. All year, I said, you know what? I ain't going to put on no cowboy videos because I might be jinxing them. Jinx. All the years I've been putting on cowboy videos, I'm like, man, maybe it's me jinxing them. We running smooth this year, this the year. 
Yeah, he said jinxing him. Uh, jinxing him. He's country. His name is Country Wayne. Yeah. I don't want y'all to be like, well, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I would like to say they dookie. Somebody had to say it. It's a lot of dookie going on. That's what it is. Shout out to my brother Bubba Doug. Been called him trash. <laughs> Bubba Doug, I think, I think, I think they dookie. <laughs> All season, dominating at home. They let us know from the beginning, we gonna lose this game. I ain't gonna lie, I was spending the top jump online. That's why you gotta be humble. That's why you got to be humble. God dog, man. Next season, man. Everybody boycotting. Ain't nobody buying no tickets. See, that's what it is. It's for the organization. Don't wanna make no real changes. Why? Because they feel like everybody gonna buy the tickets anyway. Got to boycott. God dog, man. <laughs> Every year. Yeah. Only thing I got to say, man. Dookie. I guess he'll bring the videos back next year. He knows he's not jinxing them now. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I thought for about three plays that maybe it could happen. When, when Tank stopped Jones for no gain, yeah. and then he throws the guard into Jones, I'm like, oh, dude, it's on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tank's on a mission. Here we go. What quarter was that? Third? First. 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 first, 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 first yeah. yeah. I didn't really see the first drive. I was still yeah. parking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. As soon as Bland got that penalty, it all went to hell. Yeah. yeah it was. Yes. It was yeah. two penalties. And then a couple of long third down throws. And you're like, okay, I think we can still manage this as long as you clean up the penalties. It was just a harbinger of what was to come. Dak, I don't hate you, bro. Yeah, you made some mistakes out there. That's football, though. I don't hate you. But this town is laughing at you. And I got to play the song for you. Little Teddy P coming at you. Oh! So I kept scrolling down my Instagram because I'm a little thotty and I was on the gram. <laughs> I seen Rebecca Lopez. She follows me too. Appreciate it, Rebecca. She's been following me for years. I think she listens to the fan. She does. WFAA TV reporter. This little post-game reactions. This is fresh, hot off the presses because they were walking out of the game as she put the microphone and the camera in their faces and watched them melt down. Cowboys fans, I feel sorry for you. I can't believe we lost. Y'all ain't nobody else, man. Disgusted. I am upset. You feel me? I am from Virginia. I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sad. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. And then he blamed the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then you go take over a new team, and you lose at home against that team. Without Aaron Rodgers. You know, It's embarrassing. Others, the quarterback. No more Dak Prescott. ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Let's go, Rangers. (laughs) And many fans demanding change. 12-5, 12-5, 12-5. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over and dealt with the cold weather just to watch this mess. We drove far for no reason. Fans say they were fed up and freezing. We're from Florida. We're freezing I'm still here since 10, just to freeze, to lose. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. I think that's why Jerry apologized to the fans first. 
You know, it's funny. He opened his, his remarks. He, he apologized yeah, he to the did. fans. He did. He kind of understands where, I mean, I think he understands where they're at. Yeah. You know? Where we were at, I was talking about, uh, let's say if you got these tickets to this game for like Christmas. Sure. You've been waiting three whole weeks yeah. every day just thinking about this game. Yeah. Ooh, let me order some stuff I can wear to this game. You're just excited. Right. Make sure right. your parking's good. Everything is great. And then this is what you get, bro. Oh, my yeah. God. That's why he apologized, he by did. the way. He That's did. why he apologized. No, he, he, yeah. Too much invested. Too Way much too time much. invested, yep. man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys see Emmett Smith? He went live. Yeah. Oh, did he? On the gram. Uh-oh. He's pretty disappointed in his team, of course. Who can blame him? Who can blame him? But he also has some conspiracy theories. Uh-oh. Here we are, go. Uh, he's not a fan of the refs. And he thinks the NFL go. is behind it. Yeah. Yeah, listen to this. And so now I'm sitting here watching the Lions game. And they did not call offsides against the Rams like they should have. And I can't help but think that the NFL and these referees are playing into the Vegas aspect of gambling. The lines and the, the spread is about three, I believe it is. And this right here was a critical call, which would have been a first down, converted first down for the lines and continue to drive going. But now we're sitting here watching the lines about to punt. You know, there are certain things that are good. Then there's a lot of things that are bad about the game and watching bad football which I which is what I saw today from my Cowboys I did not see the Packers play bad football but I saw my Cowboys play really really bad football today and then watching what I'm seeing right now how the refs can impact this game I mean I can't help but be extremely disappointed all the way around for the National Football League and where the game is going yeah, you know, I, I thought actually that maybe the refs um, kind of tried to help the Cowboys get back into that. There were a couple very timely calls, yeah. I think, when they were down three or four touchdowns. Face mask penalty, and Dak got caught short. He was yeah. just scrambling. Yeah, yeah well, and I'm like, big third downs, they clearly, it was a delay game they didn't call. They, they I mean, missed the that. They, yeah, suck, I, I, they do it every week, but that game was such an ass whooping, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. yeah. Hey. And I lost it. Hey. <laughs> This was Dak listening to this on the way home last yeah. night. Yeah. Maybe I just spend a little more time in the weight room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Get that virtual reality headset back on. Come on, More free Dad. looks. Come on, man. All right, before we get out of here, I played this once before, but it's only apropos in this situation right here. Christella Alonzo, she's a comedian. She has a joke about the Cowboys. If you don't want to hear it, close your ears. I love the Cowboys, right? <laughs> Not everyone claps. See, five minutes ago, you all loved me, pero now... Hmm. I get it. You know how hard it is to be a fan of a team that sucks? <laughs> oh, come on. It's like you're dating that guy that can't get his sh- together. <laughs> Every season, they make promises they can't keep. Nah, baby, come back this year. I promise you a ring. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I promise I'll get you a ring this time. I swear. It never works. And my friends, my, my friends tell me all the, all the time, they say the same thing. Switch teams. You got to switch teams. That's my team. I can't do that. That's my team. It's like having a kid that's flunking math. And you're like, ah, oh, it. I'm going to cheer for the neighbor's kid. He's smart. <laughs> I can't do that. 
you show up wearing a Jersey Neighbors Kid 82. Like. <laughs> Pretty good. I burned up all my front runners gear last night. No more hats. No more jerseys. No more t-shirts. You're Dunsky. You threw out all your Miami stuff, bro? Yeah. <laughs> They're not even good enough to be front runners. <laughs> Come on, man. I want your Larry Zonka jersey. You got that 39 jersey? I'll no, my dad will kill me if I throw that one away. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we get out, predictions for tonight's game. The Eagles are playing. Cowboys lost. Can we see the Eagles loss? Please. Just I to make so. it a little bit easier for us. Baker, just one more. Just one more. I think Philadelphia wins this game. Shut up, Ryan. No, Baker. Baker forever. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Tampa. All right. Philadelphia's yeah. meltdown. Game's down, down there in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Buccaneers can get this job done here tonight. Just... All right. Well, we hope for that. Pulling yeah. out, girls. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. Sorry about that, Cowboys. Maybe next year. <laughs> it is time now Such to hear jerk. from you at 877-881-1053. Surely you can text in. But the 6 o'clock sound off, your opportunity to compete against your fellow Tolos for the best take of the night. That's coming up next here in the G-Bag Nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.